On today's podcast episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to talk about being a parent to a tween or a teen, or more specifically, being a mom, because that's what I know. I'm sharing my mama's heart, my perspective in this season of life, is a way to offer hope and encouragement. Now, if you are not a parent, don't tune out just yet. This episode will offer insight that you can use to connect with and better understand the families of the young people that you serve. And as a heads up, I'm about to get vulnerable here. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Welcome back to today's podcast episode, where I've turned things a bit upside down. I am speaking from a mother's perspective versus a professional youth worker perspective. Will there be overlap? Yes, because honestly, a parent really is a youth worker. And I'm not sure that I can entirely separate the two because that's who I am. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my fears and worries as well as my hopes and my dreams for my children. I'm in the trenches right now with a high school senior and a high school freshman. And I have a son in college as well. I'm still raising my kids. And what brought that point home to me even a little more this week was when my oldest son texted me saying he needed some help with something. So yes, I'm definitely in the trenches and I'm going to be for quite some time. Before I dive in, I do want to say that I have the blessing of a godly man as my husband and as a father to our children. He is involved and sometimes a much needed balance to my intense passion and feeling all the feels of motherhood. I wouldn't want to do this parenting gig without it. And at the same time, I realize that not everyone's story is the same as mine or as my children's. I realize many of you are parenting solo, parenting in a home where only one adult has a faith relationship, parenting with limited resources, and so much more. Regardless of our differences, I do think we all share some things in common. As parents, we want our children to grow into successful adults who can take care of themselves and who can be contributing members in their communities. And since you are listening to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, I'm going to guess that we also share the desire for our children to have a personal and active relationship with Jesus. As a parent, we also have fears for our children. And I'm imagining that you could go right now and do a quick Google search and you would pull up all these reasons and Bible verses that tell you not to fear to put your trust in God. And while I know I'm not supposed to fear, I feel such responsibility for my children and such intense love for them that sometimes the fear creeps in anyways. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to do something wrong. And those are my fears about my own role in my children's lives. You might be wondering what my greatest fears are for my children as a mom. Well, here goes. First, I worry that my children will make a mistake that changes the course of their life or causes them great pain. I am wired to want to protect and to help them avoid mistakes. I am a serious mama bear. And at the same time, I have this incredibly strong sense of right and wrong and justice. So that just makes this whole thing about making mistakes 
a little harder for me at times. The bottom line, I can't keep them from, nor should I keep them from, making mistakes. They need to try things. They need to push their limits and boundaries and see what they are capable of outside of the coverage of their mom's wings. And when they do make a mistake, it's an opportunity to learn about accountability, responsibility, and resiliency. If they don't fail in small things, in the comfort of a loving family, their failures will eventually come and they will be bigger with greater impact. Second, I worry that my kids will be hurt. Whether it is a physical or emotional hurt, I just experience anxiety at the thought of them being hurt. Some of this strong reaction comes from watching my own sister and my own niece make terrible decisions that hurt them and our family. The truth is, my kids are going to experience hurt at some point, and they need to know that they can recover from that. In my experience, part of walking through hurt can also be about turning to God. I don't want to steal that from them because I know personally that is where some of my faith grew the strongest. The bottom line, at some point, we have to understand and accept that our kids are going to be hurt. It's out of our control. But I would rather have a teen learn how to heal from a heartache or a disappointment now while I can be present for them versus later in life when it may cost them more. Third, I also fear that my children may choose to walk away from Jesus. This is the one fear that just talking about brings tears to my eyes. I am living proof in my own family that life looks different when you choose to not only believe in Jesus, but live a life that models his character. I know personally what it looks like to love Jesus and watch others choose not to. As a mom, I also know what it looks like for your child to push against your faith, to choose to not focus on their relationship with God. And when you turn from Jesus, for me, it feels like there's this open invitation for additional sin to take over your life. And to be honest, that just snowballs my fear. I want my kids to know Jesus. And I am blown away at times by some young people's faith and how they choose to live their life. That's what I want for my kids. We want our children to attach their hearts to Jesus at a younger age and stage because it becomes a part of their formative development. And then when they hit those teenage years and begin to naturally question what they believe and who they are, they already have this foundation and a general understanding of faith to weigh their questions against. In a future podcast episode, I'm going to talk about partnerships between parents and youth ministry pastors and programs. This is a subject that is near and dear to my heart. But for now, just know that one of my biggest fears is that my children will choose to not follow Jesus. And the bottom line is this, it can happen, and I don't have control over that. The only thing that I can control in that moment is my reaction and how much I lean in and pray to God. Fourth. This is the one that I'm not really sure I want to say out loud because it comes from my own identity being so entrenched in being a mom. I worry that my kids may not want as close of a relationship with me as I do them. You see, I have had the ability to stay home, to homeschool, and to raise our kids. I am lucky to have had that much time with them. We have built close relationships and so many memories together. And no matter what those early years look like, When your child hits those preteen and teen years, things start to shift. They start to spend a little less time with you. They have a little more freedom from you. While this is natural, I have still found myself missing them and struggling to realize that they don't need me as much or they don't want to spend as much time with me as before. I'm trying to figure out how I fit into their life and in what ways I fit. 
the bottom line, just as young people are in this process and stage of development, so is your relationship with them. It's going to change and grow differently throughout these teen years. Your job as a mom or as a parent is to allow that to happen and to allow your children to help to lead what that relationship looks like. Those are my four biggest fears. Now, I'm sure I could have listed more, but those are the ones that I just feel in my chest when I think about parenting a teen and even an adult child. I am always going to be their mom, and I'm always going to worry on some level about these things. I've shared four of my fears, but I also want to take time to share my hopes and dreams for my children. Number one, faith on fire. I have to start with this one. It's the foundation of everything that my husband and I do in our home to raise our children. I want my kids to not only know Jesus and believe in the Bible and the truth that is in there. I want their faith to be on fire for Jesus. First and foremost, I want them to choose Jesus for themselves, separate from what my husband and I have taught them and raised them to believe. I want them to own their own thoughts and ideas and beliefs, and I want them to experience Jesus fully in their lives. And I want their faith on fire to be one that will be passed down throughout their future families. Number two, love beyond limits. Simply put, I want them to love others like Jesus. Now, this is going to flow out of their faith on fire. I want them to see the needs in their communities, in their schools, in their workplaces. I want them to be a solution to problems and not just look the other way. I want their faith to be so bold that it comes out as love for others. I want them to volunteer and to serve and to know that God calls them to these things. And I want them to feel a conviction from God to love others. And I want them to leave the people's lives that they touch better, filled with more hope and having experienced an authentic outpouring of love that is grounded in faith. Number three, no right from wrong. I want them to have a strong sense of justice and of right and wrong. In fact, I want them to feel it so strongly that it helps to guide them in the choices and decisions that they make throughout their lives. I want it to guide them as they choose friends and relationships. And I want them to be vocal about what's right and wrong. I want them to be a leader to help hold others accountable. And I want them to know that in the end, they answer to God for all that they do and say. Number four, strong family relationships. I want a healthy, fun, and caring relationship with them individually and for us to have that as a whole family. I want them to want to be around me. And I want to want to be around them. I want them to realize how loved they are and I want to maintain a relationship with them. And I'd even like to have them put in effort into our relationship as well. I don't want it just to be one-sided. I want them to put down their phone and look up and talk to me. I want them to share about what is going on in their life. And I want them to ask for advice when they need it and to know that they can come to me without judgment. Number five care for themselves. In practical terms, I want them to be able to take care of themselves in the future. I want them to be able to stand on their own and to be independent. Remember those developmental outcomes that I shared in episodes 7 through 20? Well, I want them to have grown and developed all of them. I want them to transition successfully throughout adolescence and into adulthood. Those sound like some pretty big hopes and dreams, don't they? Well, they are. I figure I may as well hope and dream big, but here's the catch. My hopes are not just a quick checklist. 
they are not easy to achieve. You see, as our children are growing and developing, they may not have all the knowledge, skills, abilities, and attributes that they need to fully step into everything that I have hoped for them. For example, I think of my middle son, who has always had this strong faith. As an elementary age kid, he would talk about God, worship freely, and he knew what he believed. Even having that in him, he still is going to face a challenge to his faith that is from outside sources, as well as the internal and developmental need to figure it out for himself. In other words, as he grows and develops, his faith is going to be stretched and challenged. And he will have to figure out not only what he believes, but he's going to have to figure out how bold he wants to be in sharing it with others. Further, he is also going to have to determine what is most important to him in his life. He's going to get to decide for himself what's right versus wrong. He's going to have to decide what loving others like Jesus looks like and how much that matters to him. And he's going to have to decide what kind of relationships he wants with his own family, with his mom. That's a lot of decisions that he's going to be making. And a lot of those decisions he's going to have to make more than once in his life. He is going to be developing and growing throughout these teen years and even as he transitions into adulthood. Now to me, that sounds like a lot of pressure on a young person. Just for a moment, I want you to think about how much pressure you faced in middle school or in high school. The pressure would cover how you would dress, who your friends were, how you did in school, in sports, and so much more. Now let's think about that again and add faith to that pressure. As an adult, I have chosen to be clear and vocal about what I believe. I mean, people who know me know I love Jesus. I talk about attending church, my faith, serving others, and loving like Jesus. I don't expect every adult to be able to be bold and to be willing to be so vocal about their faith. And I certainly don't believe that it's realistic to think that every young person is going to be confident and willing to put themselves out there in that same way. So while that may be a hope for my children, I also have to acknowledge it may not be realistic. And if we're being honest here, when I was in middle school, I wasn't that bold. You see, no matter how much I loved Jesus and how much I knew right from wrong, I was so shy that my voice wouldn't have been heard. I look at the development and the pressure that teens face in this way. I think of it like a balance beam. Each teen is standing on their own balance beam. On one side is childhood, and on the other side is adulthood. They are going to move forward and have moments where they want to fall to the childhood side. It's easier. It's less scary. And then they have moments where they want to be treated and seen more as an adult than as a kid, and so they lean towards that adult side. They are going to have forward and backward steps. They will have wobbly moments, and they're going to fall off that balance beam, and they're going to have to figure out how to pick themselves back up. They will feel confident at times and frozen by fear at other times. They're going to have to work every single day to figure out what their next step is. But hey, that's part of this youth development process. And part of my role is to be there for them. My hopes and my dreams for them are okay to have. And it's okay to share them with my children as well as my fears. But what I often have to remind myself of is this. My fears and my hopes are mine. My kids don't have to own them. They don't have to take ownership of them. They get to forge their own path. They get to have their own fears, their own hopes, and their own dreams. Now, my mama's heart wants our hopes to align 
And when they don't, that's when I have to step back and pray for our relationship to continue to grow through the differences and through the journey. I am glad that I was able to briefly share some of my fears, hopes, and dreams that I have for my children. Now, whether they match up to your own for your children doesn't matter. The reality is that as a caring adult, whether you are a parent or not, we all want good things for our young people. We all want to see them succeed. And God calls each of us to a unique role in the lives of young people. As we wrap up today, I have an assignment for you throughout this next week. First, if you are a parent of a tween or a teen, I want you to spend some time thinking about these questions. What are your fears for your kids? What are your hopes and dreams for them? What do you want your relationship to be like with them? And is there anything that you could do right now that would help to strengthen your relationship with them? Second, if you are a youth worker who is not a parent, or you are a parent whose kids have not hit this age yet, I want to challenge you to talk with parents of tweens and teens and find out what their hopes and their fears and their dreams are for their children. Ask them about their relationships with their teens and any ideas on how to grow strong relationships with them. I hope you'll join me next week where we will continue to look at the youth development process that all young people experience and the role that you can play. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.